0: So the more that I have that tea every night, the more I find I've been having the best days. I have so much energy. I'm able to be productive. I'm in a good mood. I'm just like, today is beautiful. Is today not beautiful? Today is beautiful. Does anybody else think today is beautiful? It is beautiful, (laughs) which is great. I mean, who doesn't want to feel that way? It stays all day. It lasts all day. Things don't bother me like they used to. I'm like, yeah, that lady got her mask off at the grocery store, but you know what? It's her life. Let <laughs> her limits. You know?
1: <laughs> Welcome to The Jealous Vegan, a podcast about healthy eating, habit change, and the hurdles we all need help overcoming. Today we are joined by... April Frazier, confidence coach, co-founder of The Jealous Vegan, also known as The Influencer. Lisa Carter founder of Kinetic Fitness, also known as The Balancer. In this episode, we are talking about the power of herbs. As you know from this podcast, we are plant advocates. And one part of the plant kingdom, one part of our the plant experience as, as we're journeying forward is the use of herbs and adaptogens to manage, cure various ailments that are common to the modern experience of surviving the encounter with the system day to day. Including, especially right now, stress. So we're going to talk about herbs and talk about adaptogens, what they are, why they're useful. And I'm here today to talk with Lisa. Lisa, let's kick it off. What is an adaptogen? Right. So an
0: adaptogen is an herb, but adaptogens are unique in that, or an herb would fall into the adaptogen family if it has the unique benefit of helping specifically with stress. So adaptogens actually work to fortify, I think that's the right word, your adrenal system so that you can manage stress better. So instead of like giving you these crazy bouts of you know energy like maybe coffee does, it gives you more sustained energy balance, helps your body flush some of the chemicals that are released when you are stressed, when you're going through different circumstances and, and helps your body kind of stay on an even keel as it adapts, adaptogens, right? It helps your body adapt to stress much, much better than, um, than
1: just not having anything, than these spikes and dips. Audience, to be clear, we are not doctors, disclaimer uh, ahead, Many adaptogens are not considered safe for pregnancy. They're not recommended for anyone taking immunosuppressant medication, and you should absolutely consult a doctor or qualified healthcare professional before ingesting any supplement, any herb, all the things, right? And be mindful, listen to your body, because like anything, too much wine, too much uh, uh, coffee, too much stuff is bad for you. And so please do know with that disclaimer, we are not doctors. However... We are plant advocates and we've been on a plant-based journey for, I know ashwagandha is in my go-to kit. Like I pretty much take ashwagandha every day and it's kind of a buzzword. It's kind of the sexy adaptogen that's pretty well known now as a way of managing stress, but it's like... It is my go-to. I love it, and it's up there with my vitamin C and my vitamin D. Ashwagandha's right there with breakfast because of the powerful effect that I've I've noticed it has on me for managing stress. Lila, what about you? Where are you on your plant on your herbal journey? What brought you to a place? Because I know you've been experimenting with herbs, and you send me polos, and you talk to me, and you're just like. I got to tell you about this thing and this tea I'm drinking and how awesome it is. Oh, by the way, I gave some to my husband. Let me tell you how he's been feeling. What brought you to this place of experimenting and and where are you in your journey?
0: You know, it's so funny because I think I have like straddled the line of hippie for a long time. (laughs) And in the last couple of years, I've crossed over. You know, I, I had this conversation with my mom and or our mom. And she was like, all right, you're just, you're full blown in there. (laughs) Here you go. (laughs) But it came for me, this particular part of my journey, herbs and adaptogens came from my stress and my anxiety. In my fitness journey, if you guys follow my Kinetic Fitness, which I just rebranded and made a blog and I'm, I'm super happy about the blog because it talks about all of these things. But in my fitness journey, The reason that I got into fitness was to try to manage my anxiety disorder. And at the height of my anxiety disorder, I was on all this medication. You know, I was on a sedative because I wasn't sleeping well. I was on, you know, Xanax to try to quiet the mind, all of these things. And someone said, and it kind of stuck with me, that it was in a class that I took. So it wasn't like, (laughs) you know, some lady at the grocery store. It was in a class I took. Uh, The instructor pointed out, I should say not said, she pointed out that really everything is kind of plant based. The pharmaceutical industry, they get the idea of medicine from plants. Right. But what they do is they find a plant, let's say like ashwagandha, that helps quiet the mind. They isolate what they consider to be the active ingredient. They mix it up with some other stuff. And now you have a way more potent version of something. And so, you know, you and I always say plants are effective. They work slower though, right? But there's a reason that they work slower because they have what nature naturally puts together to help your body process. You get a more even distribution, that kind of thing. So with pharmaceuticals, they just take that active ingredient and they're like, bam, and now you got it. You take this little pill and within 15 minutes, (laughs) your brain is quiet. Plants don't work the same way. And so in my fitness journey, as I was trying to get off of medication, figure out what I could do differently, I started researching what natural remedies can I take for anxiety? What can I take if I'm going to have a panic attack? What can I take to maybe preventatively keep myself from maybe having panic attacks? And so (laughs) the, the search started. And uh, I found all these books and started taking a bunch of classes, webinars, seminars about herbs. And I have found some really cool things and some things that work for me that have been just so helpful in managing my own stress and my own anxiety. Are you completely off of anxiety meds now? I am. I am completely off of my anxiety meds. What I do is I keep like an emergency stash of Xanax because ZenX audience if you're not familiar, is for specifically panic attacks. And so it works within 15 minutes. It lasts for four hours. And it really, if you're going to have like a freak out moment, it really brings you down. <laughs> and so I do keep just an emergency stash of that because panic attacks can be unpredictable and they are crippling And I have not found any herb that works quite the same. (laughs) So I'm like, I'm going to use it when I need it for sure. But right now, that's the only thing. I don't I don't take anything else. And I manage my health, my wellness, my anxiety. I have seasonal depression. I manage all of that now with fitness and diet. And so far, it's been
1: working for me quite well. So that's amazing because and I think this is important to point out, we are not advocating for no medicine, no pharmaceutical medicine used in tandem. If if there may be a way to manage anxiety and way to manage stress, I mean, right now we're living in the time of this episode being recorded, we're living in the time of covid and who's not stressed life is stressful enough, and then we have this added component of, of the uncertainty of so many things. But we're not advocating that there's all or nothing. It's both, and you can find a way forward. There are lots of resources out there, and we'll get to some, what some of those are, what we personally using. What came up for me, Lisa, as you were talking, is I remember our great-grandma, who is half Cherokee and or part Cherokee. And I remember her mixing up golden seal when she was sick. And I remember her putting like garlic on her ear. And there's some very specific applications for that. And she had a book she used to go to. You and I just bought recently bought the book, right? Um, I'm so excited about this book that we just got. Right?
0: Yes. Audience, if you're interested in this book, it's called Back to Eden from Jethro Kloss. Kloss. But Yeah. We found out that this was uh, Great Grandma's go-to, and now we both own it,
1: and I'm so happy about it. It's a pretty thick book, too. I mean, it has more than... It has almost 900 pages, and it's a re-edition, so audience, the... we recommend that you not try to get the original because it's something ridiculously priced, but they have a reprint and it has so many good herbs in here and talks about the different things. In fact, it can be rather dizzying when you agree, Lisa, that like you can look through this book and be like, oh, uh, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to take. How did you figure out what to do for you? I guess having a specific focus helped you.
0: Yeah. So In terms of this particular book, my idea of this book is not that I'm trying to read it from cover to cover, but that I have a resource that I can go to because it is broken down, you know, if you're having, you know, I don't know, a toothache or herbs you can take for high blood pressure. If you're having a bout with gout, if you have eczema, it has the remedies right in there. So for me, it's more of a resource. If I if I have a particular problem, then I'm like, oh, let me check in the book and let me see if there's something that can help with that. So I'm not trying to read this book from cover to cover, but I do have a couple of other books that I have studied. One, one of my favorites is called Plants for the People. It's called A Modern Guide to Plant Medicine. And this book, I think, was really beneficial for me because it talks about the difference between, like, an elixir and a syrup and why you would want to use a tincture. If you're making a tea or a sunbrew, what's the difference? Uh, What herbs are good for teas? Because some herbs, you don't want to put them in that super hot water. You might want to put them in a glass jar, sit them in the sun, drink them tomorrow. That's a sunbrew over a tea. And so... It's just been really helpful in me being able to get the right formula, I would say, to learn, okay, a tincture is going to be more concentrated and a a tea is different. And, And so what you're trying to get the herbs to do and how you want to, you know, use them, cook them temperatures, that kind of thing's been very helpful.
1: Yeah, I think uh, one thing I've gotten from this book and some of the other resources we use with reference to what you said is not not just how to apply them, use them, but also how the trifecta, they could uh, use the word trifecta, but how the combination of herbs and adaptogens can sometimes amplify their influence. So I think we know that pepper, for example, black pepper amplifies curry, I think it is, or turmeric, I can't remember, I think it's curry. It amplifies some of the properties of turmeric, well, I'll let you just speak to it. You were telling me about this tea, which, by the way, I did go buy some herbs because, audience, my sister got me all pumped on the tea she's been making. And it's like this. I'm going to call it the glorious morning tea. And I <laughs> would you <laughs> tell me all about it? We want to know. <laughs> yeah.
0: So it's it's funny. I got the, the tea. That's the end of, the other thing that I like about this book, Plants for the People, which is by. Erin Lavelle Verinder, I hope I said her name right, but it's called Plants for the People. But the other thing I liked about this book is that it actually does have a cocktail. It has cocktails of how to put things together. So actually the drink that you're talking about is, it's actually called Deep Slumber. And so it has passion flower, lemon balm, valerian root. You do not wanna put it with any, you can add tea, some sort of tea proper if you want to, I would use a green tea. You do not want to use anything like a black tea that has a caffeine in it because it's going to be counterproductive to what you're trying to do. The lemon balm, the passion flower, the valerian root help to quiet the mind. The way that I take it is my time to go to bed is usually at 11 o'clock. That's my ideal time to go to bed. So at 1030, I will drink this tea and it helps me to just start to power down I'm pretty sure it's the valerian root is a mild natural sedative. So you do start to feel like, all right, I'm ready to go to bed. But what I like about it is the passion flower actually. No, it's the lemon balm is also it gives you this like very happy feeling. So not only do you fall asleep, but you wake up in the morning feeling like rested and kind of at ease one thing that I ha- have done, too, that has helped with the herbs is to try to set more of a routine in the morning. Because for me, I, you know, if I have to be at work at 10 o'clock, I'm getting up at 9 and I'm like, ah, I got to take a shower and get out of here and get my coffee and, and like all the things. And so just being more mindful, I'm taking these herbs that are helping me calm myself, which in the long term has been really helpful with my anxiety because I'm not amped up on coffee and I'm not, (laughs) you know, running all over the place. I've actually almost stopped drinking coffee completely. Every once in a while, I get a taste for it and I'll have a cup, but I used to be every morning coffee, but I would also like wake up and be jittery all day, wake up kind of frantic, have my coffee, be jittery all day, have a hard time sleeping, get up and do it again. So just being mindful that I'm taking these herbs that are going to help me power down, help my mind be quiet, help my body relax. And that's kind of the state that I want to be in, just overall.
1: Yeah, who doesn't? I mean... But when you bring up a point, too, I think that's really interesting and important to point out. Like coffee, for example, it takes you up. We all know it's an upper. But depending on how much you've consumed and your body weight and what time you and all that stuff, all the different variables of how different things we put in our body affect us, it can also bring you down, like crash. If you go up too high, you can get jitters and that kind of thing. And those things are probably still true when you're taking herbs or any kind of potential medicine. But herbs, because they're more gentle, tend to less have an effect. I'm wondering, did you find any kind of crash, anything when you're after you take it? It brings you all the way down. Do you find any kind of side effects?
0: No, I haven't had. Oh, well, (laughs) that's not true. (laughs) Let me tell you, you guys, if you experiment with the herbs, please, 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 please. I actually have a blog. It's not a blog. It's just kind of a how to on my kinetic fitness website called knowledge is king. And I point to some resources to, you know, to learn more information about things as you're navigating your journey. But I say that to say, I cannot stress enough to do your research on the herbs, the good and the bad, the ups and the downs, so that you can be aware. And please be in tune with your body. Don't just stop propping stuff in there. And forget to like pay attention to what's happening. So, I say all of that to say I was taking this one herb and I was feeling great, feeling wonderful. I took it probably four or five days in a row. And on that fourth day or fifth day, I had a major bathroom explosion. <laughs> oh no. And it was <laughs> uh, quite an ordeal. But I remembered that, oh, right, that herb said it's also a mild diuretic. So, yeah, mild on day one, mild on day two, moderate on day three, and uh-oh, on day four. <laughs> so... <laughs>
1: Were you at home? Were you near a bathroom? Like <laughs> I was,
0: thank goodness, I was. Um but let me tell you, my, my husband was like, are you okay? Like, uh, what is like, yeah. what is happening? Um, And so those are the things that you have to be aware of. But because I had read all of the information, I was able to instantly put that together. I have not had that herb more than two days in a row since. And I have not had that problem ever again. So you have to do your research and know that those things can happen just like anything else. There could be some side effects. For the most part, though, I would say, no, I haven't had any problems.
1: You bring it up that that's a cumulative effect, right? Like you didn't feel it on the first day, but you knew because you'd been taking this new thing, it must be this. And once you remove it, it went away. And I think that's important to point out to the audience that people I've heard people say to me, like, my body doesn't talk to me. My body doesn't like I don't I don't know. I'm the high priestess to listen to your body. Your biological intuition is real. And people will say to me, no, no, I, you don't understand, I don't have, my body doesn't talk to me. Yeah, it does. You're just not accustomed to listening to it. And what you described is adding an herb in, in isolation and giving it some time to see what effect might be. And, and also be, being really educated or moderately educated about the power of that herb and the potential side effects of that herb. But in isolation, you add something in your diet, you test it, see how your body does. Take it out, see how your body does. That is how you develop the intuition and really the empirical evidence that informs what's right for your body and how much is too much. right? Like some people have a dairy allergy, but they have to have you know a whole pizza before they rot their face or their body riot. Some people, I can have a tiny piece of cheese and that doesn't seem to have any effect on my body, it doesn't seem to have any effect. But let me uh, drink some cream (laughs) in a butternut squash soup and I'm immediately have cramps. So it's developing that intuition. I think herbs are a powerful way and adaptogens are a powerful way to to test things on your body if you're doing it very consciously, which requires us to slow down, requires us to notice what we're putting into our bodies, how we're feeling before and after, and the cumulative of effects, notice the amounts we're using, right? So it's not for anyone just to pick up an herb and start putting stuff in just because it's supposed to make you calm. You've got to really pay attention and, and look to develop that intuition going forward too. I'm curious about the difference between an herb and adaptogens. We're using those terms kind of separately, but... What would you say the difference is? Right.
0: Also, I just wanted to piggyback on your last thought quickly. When you're experimenting with these different things, every single class that I've taken, every book that I've read, they always say do not overdo it either. So start with one or two herbs, introduce that into your body listen to your body, see how it feels. I know that there's one I can't take with coffee. If I have coffee that day, it's gonna be a nightmare. But I don't know that until I have it with coffee and not have it with coffee. So if you go to the store and you get like 10 herbs and you're like, I'm gonna try all this stuff out. Well, then you're kind of mixing it up and you don't know what's doing what. So every class that I've taken, every book that I've read, they recommend get one or two, get really clear with those and get a couple more, get really clear with those. And then start, you know, your cocktailing. This one and this one, you know how it works. So now put them together and see how it works. So just uh, quickly on that. But back to your other question. The distinction between herbs and adaptogens. Adaptogens are herbs, but not all herbs are adaptogens. So adaptogens specifically improve the health of your adrenal system, which is the system that is in charge of your body's Hormonal stress response. So they're like specifically for your adrenal system and to help your adrenal system to work optimally. So while, yes, they can be good for other things, primarily when people talk about adaptogens, and I always remember it this way too adaptogens help you adapt to stress, whereas, other herbs, they do lots of other things, but not all herbs are adaptogens. Not they don't work with your adrenal system. They don't help with stress,
1: not necessarily. That's your cortisol, people. If you're listening, cortisol, as you know, is your stress hormone. One of them, and cortisol has been known elevated cortisol for too long has been known to cause a variety of disorders or misalignment in the body. Is a probably a better way to say, it, including weight gain and poor sleep and uh, cravings, and all kinds of things. So cortisol, 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 which to dovetail into that, that's how I actually found ashwagandha. I was going through a really stressful time at work when I, I was in tech. And I remember feeling like I just couldn't be calm. Like I was stressed All day, all night. (laughs) It came from a really massive sense of imposter syndrome. It came from feeling disoriented about what I was doing, not clear about what I wanted to do, hating what I was doing, misalignment. It was a bunch of things. But sometimes to unpack what's really happening and get at the source, you've got to just bring down the stress response so you can be calm and think more clearly. I can't think clearly when I'm not calm did some google researching found out ashwagandha and i bought some off of amazon the first time i took it i felt like a boom happened like a good kind of boom like i was feeling my i felt my stress level literally drop and i felt calm and then i was like oh is that what that feels like <laughs> <laughs> and after that I was like, oh, I need to take this every day. Now I realized and, and in that process, I was able to unpack some of the things that were really causing the source of the stress. Not unlike medicine, taking medicine to to reduce the symptoms so that you could get at the real course of the the real source of the, the problem. So I'm curious, Lisa, when you're talking about this tea, uh you said it's for a good slumber, but what's the effects on you? You good sleep, yes, but how, what's your morning like? What's your sleep like? Like This tea, what's what's awesome about it?
0: Yeah, so it's funny. I like to test everything on myself first because I think I'm a little more in tune with my body than maybe my husband is with his. But the original catalyst for trying this deep slumber tea was for him, actually. He has a hard time falling asleep. He has a hard time staying asleep. And I was looking for something that could help him. He was getting to the place where he was like, maybe I'll just like buy some Z-Quil and like see if that helps. And I was like, pump the brakes with the z I'm going to try to figure this thing out. So I tried it a couple of times on myself to see first before introducing it to him, just because I feel like if there's any adverse effects, let me know about it. Like, <laughs> let's not have him pass it out and we don't know why. So that was the catalyst for trying this tea, the deep slumber tea. But and originally, I was just gonna have it. And then if it worked for him, that's your drink. <laughs> that's your tea in the evening. But what I found is, like I said, the lemon balm is really, really good at, I'm gonna see if I can find the way that they describe it, but it is an uplifting root, they say. So it helps you to feel, you know, uplifted. So not only do you sleep well, but when you wake up in the morning, you, what I found is like before, I started drinking this tea. Mornings were very hard for me. My alarm goes off. I hit snooze. My alarm goes off. I hit snooze. My alarm goes off. I'm like, uh, I can't hit snooze again. I roll out of bed. Since I've started taking this tea, my alarm goes off, my eyes open naturally, and I'm like, All right, let's let's get it, let's get it going. I don't feel like I need coffee in the morning, which I was a die hard coffee drinker, like every single morning. And it's funny because I found that the coffee, I think, was doing more harm than good because I, it, my anxiety level was so high. So while I think, yes, the herbs are helping with my anxiety, also the absence of coffee is helping with my anxiety because I'm not up and I'm not jittery and I'm not, I don't have this fake energy. It's just a lot more natural. And I think the only way to describe it is I feel like I'm running optimally. Like, I'm like, I feel like this is how my body is supposed to operate. I sleep great. I wake up with energy. I'm ready to go. And I don't feel like I need any sort of auxiliary source to power me up. I'm kind of naturally powered, which is
1: great. And no crash. No crash. And no crash. Midday and all that.
0: Yeah, no crash. I found it here and it says that it's the lemon balm specifically, but it says it's an Arabic herb. They call it the balm that makes the heart merry and joyful. And I think that's an accurate description for how I feel when I get up. It's just happy and let's go. And that was a side effect I was not even expecting because in my mind it's like, get that sleep. (laughs) But it's great to have both sides of it. And I will say it lasts, you know, all day. It's kind of like what we talked about earlier, the cumulative effect. So the more that I have that tea every night, the more I find I've been having the best days. I have so much energy. I'm able to be productive. I'm in a good mood. I'm just like, today is beautiful. Is today not beautiful? Today is beautiful. Does anybody else think today is beautiful? It is beautiful, (laughs) which is great. I mean, who doesn't want to feel that way? It stays all day. It lasts all day. Things don't bother me like they used to. I'm like, yeah, that lady got her mask off at the grocery store, but you know what? It's her life. Let her live it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm the, it just it has changed my whole. And maybe some of that is, like I said, I, I kind of started a new morning routine. So I think it's a cumulative thing. I don't think it's just the lemon balm or it's just this tea, but I do think that it's it's helping and it's working the way.
1: It's it supposed it to. Yeah. It's it's curious because it's that tipping point too. Like who who knew the deeper sleep, this better morning and better mood, and then it's like things bother you less, ah, yeah, and it's, you're living your best life in the presence, nothing changing in your external environment. There's so, but it, what changed was inside, and I think that's important to point out too. Of course, I can't resist the the temptation as a coach that the internal. When the internal shifts, it doesn't matter the external invite or the external environment man, uh, matters much less when we're at peace and in alignment and feeling good about who we are and how we're showing up and our internal world is balanced it's much less that we're much less dependent on the external world to make us happy when that's true and one way to do that is adaptogens these herbs just this, this putting together as well as you know noticing all the things that they the need to shift in the internal world. I think that's really beautiful. And you've put me on, I ordered it. So a couple resources for the audience we've mentioned back to Eden. We've mentioned, uh, by the Kloss family. We've mentioned plants for the people by Aaron Verender. I'm going to say we haven't mentioned uh, super powders by Catherine van wick. I think it's her name. Um, Highly recommend it allows you to gives you some recipes for cocktails as well as telling you about the different herbs and what they do. There's several herb places you can buy from. Place, Lisa, what's the place that you love here in the DC area?
0: Right, the one that I like is called Smile Herb Shop. You can find them on Instagram. They do deliver, but if you're in the DC area specifically, College Park, Greenbelt area, um, you can pick them up in the store Uh, right now because of COVID. You have to order it online and drive through pick it up, but
1: you can pick it up if you want to. And usually, it's ready same day. Okay, and it's not delivery; they ship, right? They won't like deliver it to you, but they'll ship. well they do? Will they, oh, do- yes, will yeah, they actually deliver ship it to you? Okay, no, 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 they'll ship it to you. So here, out here, where I live, forty miles outside of DC, I did order some stuff and uh, had it shipped. <laughs> But we should point out also. We realized that our great grandmother, that we mentioned at the outset, this was the place that she went to, and it's always good. You know what I noticed too about the energy in these places is just so chill. Even though you can't go into Smiley's, there's a place I went into. I think it's called Wild Roots, and it's in Sperryville, where I got a few herbs that I was testing. I'm testing for myself and testing for my husband as well. Um, these things we do for love, right? Herbs for love! We should do a uh, <laughs> podcast, blog post, uh, campaign, Herbs for Love. We went there and got a few things, and it's always just so... The energy in the place is just so relaxed and calm. You're closer to earth. If you, I feel feel it when I go into these places and then when I put these super powders in my body it feels amazing
0: I was gonna say uh both smileys and wild roots also have uh, like online herb classes I've taken a couple of their seminars which have been really helpful and just they kind of break down certain herbs what they do how to work with them they'll answer questions that you have so also take advantage of the knowledge that these places have. Like, yes, you can buy the herbs, but I know like specifically Smiley's, they have three naturopathic doctors who are on staff available for you to ask some questions. So this is not not like, you know, pick up some herbs and try some stuff out. You can really have a consultation, tell them what your problems are, see what they recommend, like, and then really try to, naturally medicate yourself if that's what you want to do you can take it as medication you could just take it as regular you know herbs if you want but take advantage of all of the services that they offer too not just the herbs but the consultation the virtual classes education all of, yeah. yeah the education component is huge i was going to say too there's um one more book it's called healing tonics juices and smoothies it's by jessica weston that i like because it's, you know, everybody's like, smoothie, make a protein smoothie and throw some, you know, banana in it or whatever, kale. But this one also shows you how to put some stuff together that maybe you, like the adaptogens or herbs, you throw a little bit of that in your smoothie and it's also mixed in a way that you're gonna get the benefits of how all these things work together in the book. So that's another one that I recommend. For people who might be a little skeptical, because I talked about my tea, And how I think it's like so great for people who might be a little skeptical, I will say I have also given it to my husband and he is kind of like, I don't believe in this stuff. But when I check back in with him, he is sleeping better. He's falling asleep faster. He's sleeping through the night. The other day he got up with me at 630 in the morning, which let me tell you is not not. He used to be just like me, hit that alarm clock 500 times Until the last responsible second, get up, brush your teeth, and (laughs) get to where you have to go. He got up with me at 6.30 in the morning. We did a whole exercise routine, and I haven't actually talked to him about the herbs. This is just me, as his wife, noticing the difference of what's happening with him without even addressing that I think these herbs are what is making the difference. The only thing that we have done differently is that he has started drinking this tea with me at night. So I know some people will be like, it's happening in your mind. I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> not in his case, right? Because he's not necessarily... He's not a believer. Yeah, he's not a believer. He's not against it because, I mean, he's West African. So he, he says, you know, in his culture, they have a lot of stuff that they use. Um, not too long ago, I cut my finger really badly. I needed stitches. And his brother was like, oh, if you were here, we would take this leaf and wrap it around and bandage it. And it would heal so much quicker. They believe in it, too. But I don't think he's just not like, if I take this, it's going to make me happy. He's like, "Eh, it might help a little bit. But just me as his wife, noticing the difference of him taking these herbs and his energy level and his ability to fall asleep and stay asleep, it's just been huge. So outside of my own experience, because of his experience, I really feel like it's working very well. That was my two cents on that.
1: No, I appreciate that. And I can attest to it personally. I love what you said. I want to piggyback about naturopathic medicine also, which the purpose of naturopathic medicine is to heal first, to try to heal first with food and then with herbs and adaptogens. So notice that uh, I pointed out for our audience because I've talked about many times on the podcast about my my journey to, with a naturopathic doctor who helped me to heal my digestive issues. There is an alternative path To, or at least uh, a path that might sit side or run parallel to whatever pharmaceutical uh, medicine is available for healing any ailment that we may feel or have, there are alternative options that are safe and effective. Um, It takes some trial. It takes some knowing a professional. It takes some education, sure. But there's a way to manage most ailments and especially things that are very common uh, to the experience. And stress is one of those things, as you pointed out, Lisa, is very adaptogens. That's their sweet spot. That's where they get in there and they really support the adrenal system. So, audience, if you've been looking for a way to manage your stress and wine is not working <laughs> or tequila in my case is not working as well, then we we highly recommend that you consider the idea of plants and engaging a professional to help you. Anything else we should share with the audience?
0: No, I think that's it. Um, only thing I would say is when you said, you know, we invite you to you know, try it out for sure. Ask somebody, get some books, educate yourself first. Don't just start taking a bunch of stuff for sure. Make sure that you're educated or you get the help of an educated professional. But yes, try the unconventional and see just just for kicks and giggles just see, see what could happen.
1: Yeah, indeed. And if you're listening and you'd like these resources, audience, you can send us a note to thejealousvegan at gmail.com. We're going to drop this in the show notes when this episode airs. We'll drop all the resources that are in this episode, and we are happy to support you going forward. We believe in the power of plants, herbs, and adaptogens, and we know that you're going to feel better just by eating more plants. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard today, please take two minutes and leave us a review in your favorite podcast app. And in the meantime, don't let perfection be the enemy of progress.